We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir. Uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. We have reached the finale of Heist Month. It's a great month of stealing things. Uh, me and Caroline Darney back for this one. Big shout out to Caroline for joining for all the Heist Month episodes. Today we are talking Inside Man, one of my favorites. Uh, we gave the the patrons three picks for Heist Month, and Caroline got the last pick. She picked Inside Man, a movie she had not actually seen. Uh, you're about to hear a, a pretty glowing review from Caroline on this one. Uh, but overall, very successful Heist Month. Uh, we also actually just did our first Big Screen Sports live watch. Caroline and I live watched Triple Frontier. We did that on the Big Screen Sports Discord, which is for patrons. I'll be releasing the audio of that live watch down the road, probably a couple weeks. Uh, so, you know, gr- a great compliment to it if you uh, if you ever want to watch Triple Frontier. But we had a nice live chat going with the patrons. That was a lot of fun. And I do want to shout out our Big Screen Sports Patreon group, especially our big chill producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Juice, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Class Stadium Fire, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Rewan Balagoon, Jeff Essence, and Anthony Scaffone. Big thanks to them, all of our patrons, for supporting the show and especially participating. Uh, people who showed up to the live watch, that was awesome. I want to shout out my guy, Danny Weiser, who's been a guest on this show. He's also a great podcaster with the Rank Kings. He is, he's helped out with the with the live watch um and, and just a lot of other things getting that that discord up to date so if you want up-to-date schedule info if you want to have a say in what movies the show covers down the road uh you know patrons are picking multiple movies every month and if you you know if you want to keep this train going uh join join the patreon but uh with that you know let's talk let's talk inside man let's wrap heist month it's been a great heist month we've done oceans 11 rogue one heat now inside man me, Caroline Darney, talking Denzel, Clive Owen, a lot of fun. Let's get to it. All right, returning to big screen sports for the finale of Heist Month. 
She is the co-host of For the Water Cooler from Bet for the Win, Caroline Darney. Caroline, we are almost done talking about people stealing shit. I know. I'm kind of sad. I know. It's I was going to ask, impressions of Heist Month. How is Heist, Heist Month, Month. Been for you? We love a heist. Um, this, and you know, the movie we're going to talk about tonight, I'm very excited about. It's another one that I had not seen, so that's super fun. And this is the Caroline's choice. This is Darn's choice of yes. Heist Month, and I am very glad that I chose this one. The I very much got three, it. and Caroline gets one, and I... Yeah. Technically, I, I got two, because we got to do Triple Frontier. We um, did. We did. We just actually, last night, did a, a live watch... <laughs> of Triple Frontier in the Big Screen Sports Discord, which is for yes. Big Screen Sports patrons. Had a little turnout, a little live chat going. That was fun. I am going lovely. to I'm going to release the audio. The, the audio will be released for patrons before this episode comes out. It will probably be released on the main feed sometime after, uh, I would say, episode 300, because I don't want that to be episode 300. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be released in a couple weeks, but patrons have it now. But um, I, I enjoyed the live watch. Had a lot of it fun, talking, fun. About, talking about Sad Fleck. Sad flag had a rough, rough outing. Uh, real tough stuff. A lot of morning beers. A lot of, a lot of dingy apartments yeah. being sold. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of handsome condos. in that movie. And look, if I have to spend, you know, if you're going to be standing right next to Pedro and Oscar and and Garrett Hedlund and um, Jax Teller, who he just gets that name now. Um, I did learn last night though that we're going to be able to do. Pacific Rim at some point in the near future. Yes, you you have because negotiated. you haven't seen it. Yes, I, I will watch movie. Pacific Rim. Slaps. I think it's there's someone super random online, or not they're not super random, but them loving. I want to say it's Mina Kimes that loves Pacific Rim, but don't quote me on that. Um, well, she's she's friend of a friend, so we could we might be able to get her on the show for that. She wants to, by, by, <laughs> AKA, what, what let's if, ask Mike. <laughs> Uh, we have a very important request for important, a very important soon request. to have a child one. Yeah, yeah, important request. I'm sure she would break her maternity leave and break all just the stuff to, she does for ESPN just to talk about Pacific Just Rim. to come, listen, it is worth it. Soundtrack slaps. The whole thing is amazing. Um, that was I remember seeing that in the theater and I was like, don't know what's happening. Charlie Hunnam, 10 out of 10. Idris Elba, 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, so yeah. anyway, Heist Month. Yeah. Um, Heist Month. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope people listening have enjoyed it. Um, yeah. We've had, I like that the movies that we have selected have been a very wide ranging uh, offering of the types of heists that you can enjoy. So yeah. different strokes a, for different folks. Yeah. You yeah. have Heat, where it was a very selfish heist. Yes. You have Rogue One, the complete opposite. You've got Ocean's Eleven, which was like a selfish petty, but you also like them heist. Fun heist. You know? Fun heist. Well, fun heist. Pizzazz heist. <laughs> uh, Triple Frontier, where you think that they're they're not really bad guys and they're taking from bad guys, but things go really terribly yeah. and everyone's good looking. Multiple it's frontiers like a, in, that, yeah. in that heist. Um, and then we have tonight's movie. Yeah, which I'm excited about. But you know what else slaps? Your podcast for the water cooler. Hey. What's going on? Yeah, so um, by the time this comes out, uh, you will be able to listen to uh, last week's episode, which features my lovely coworker Charles Curtis, who is one of the funniest, nicest people that I know. Uh, and his, he came on to talk about Yacht Rock, and we did a Yacht Rock song draft. And I think it will go very differently <laughs> than maybe what people expect for their for the, no Rupert Holmes was taken in this in this song draft. Wow. <laughs> 
No, I, no I, I can't wait. I, <laughs> I'm going to listen McDonald's. to it. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it on the way to work tomorrow. I am yep. super excited. It was very uh, fun. Yeah. Did you take Sailing by Christopher Cross by any chance? You'll you'll have to listen and find out. I, I guess I will. And that, I, I sent you the clip from Ambulance, which is, might, might be doing that for next Heist Month. <laughs> Can that, I... Can I tell you, I never finished that movie. I, I rarely I think told me that. I, rarely I think you told me that on movies. this show. Yeah. And I was like, I had something else to do. And I was like, I'm just going to pause this. <laughs> and then I just didn't come back to it. You're, you're going to you're gonna come back to it. Very uncommon for me. Isn't it long? I felt like it was yeah. long, which is part of the problem where yeah, I was like, is. okay, I've got to have like 40 minutes left. And it was like an hour and 40 minutes. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm out. <laughs> It's one of those movies that is not great. I think it would make a fantastic episode of this podcast, like top tier. Uh, yeah, a lot, yes. a lot to chew on. But just like Anaconda, just, oh, sorry, we will do Anaconda at some point. Even though I do not love Anaconda because I don't like snakes, snakes, so obviously vampires. Fake, don't don't love it. It's so fake. <laughs> Like, how can you be scared of, like, it's like being scared of, like, the Jaws at Universal. I understand how movies work. I get it. I'm very aware of how movies work. I just, I just don't like it. Owen Wilson's death in Anaconda, spoiler alert, is, I hate it. Because I'm like. Honestly, the spoiler alert is that Owen Wilson is in it. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, Owen Wilson's in this. Didn't I send you that? That Instagram post of get you get you someone who looks like John <laughs> Voight looks looks at Jennifer Lopez. Every, every single choice John Voight makes in that movie is the simultaneously the best and worst option that he could have made. Like because Anaconda accent, and Heat back to back. It's incredible work, uh, and I'm telling you, it was a unrealized life goal achieved when I got to talk to Ice Cube and tell him that I loved him in Anaconda. <laughs> just you found the right job you really sometimes i'm like how on earth did this end up like this but i'm not complaining so yeah there there are times when i'm i'm working my normal boring job I, my employers aren't listening to this i like my job fine and i'll see like you've written what you wrote today like the quiz for hallmark movies and i'm like i'm so glad caroline has this job like I'm also vicarious wins did you click this is not like a like you don't have to i will not be offended did you click through it because i honestly think it's extremely difficult so i i did and i got like the first three wrong and then i was like this isn't <laughs> fun for me <laughs> for those listening i put together so the uh hallmark announced the 42 titles 42 books and it's also starting in like late october of the this season's like countdown to Christmas, like Hallmark movies and Alex McDaniel, who everyone knows. Uh, and I absolutely love Hallmark movies, like zero shame. And I like, we're, I still think we're, we're going to write one. We're going to put one together. Um, I have floated to Alex and Caroline that they can take over the pod for a month and just do Hallmark movies. <laughs> I would be Hallmark totally movies. cool with that. <laughs> They're so ridiculous. But all of the names are just like absolutely absurd. And so my coworker Blake uh put to, he was like he asked Chat GPT to make up 42 names of Hallmark movies. And then I just went through and picked out really and honestly I thought I picked out some really ridiculous ones. But when you look at them all in like so and then I broke it into a little quiz, like which one's the fake name? Um and considering there's a real one called Never Been Christ. <laughs> 
Oh. I can't. I was like, I put it in. I was like, this is actually really hard. And um, Jan so Moss from Ted Lasso got himself yeah, a Yeah, Jan movie. Moss is going to be in one. And so Alex sent me that she was looking at the same thing. And she was like, Jan Moss. And I was like, wait, what? And so like I scrolled further down and saw his face and I actually shrieked. Like shriek is the only way to describe the noise I made. I woke up one of the dogs. Like, um, because and also his picture, he looks great. Does looks look very great. hot. Does and it's look, like a Norwegian Christmas. And he was like uh helping some woman learn about like troll history in Norway. Well say less. Got a lot to look forward to in yeah. December. And yes. On that note, <laughs> let's talk about something completely different. Let's wrap up Heist Month with the movie selected not by the patrons, not by our beloved patrons, but by, by, by our beloved Caroline. We're talking about Inside Man, the 2006 yeah. bank heist, a police detective, a bank robber, and a high-power broker enter high-stakes negotiations after the criminal's brilliant heist spirals into a hostage situation. I don't think it spiraled. I think that was the plan. Uh, Star Denzel <laughs> Washington, Clive Owen, and Jodie Foster was directed by Spike Lee. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie was a massive hit. Caroline, this was a first-time watch for you. Yeah, so I want both time. your your first impressions. And then also, mm. is this the most clever heist you've ever seen? Uh, I loved it. Um, I was telling you before we start recording, what I really enjoyed is that this was, I like a heist mystery. Like I want, I don't want to know what's going on as it's happening. Mm-hmm. So I love, it's, it's honestly the same for me as like Ocean's Eleven, where you get kind of a little, not montage per se, but a little walkthrough at the end where it's like, here's how all those pieces you just saw mm-hmm. became a it real thing. The most satisfying what? part of a heist movie. Satisfying. Yeah. Um, and this one is really like, you got to pay attention um, because the it's and this is what goes into is this the most clever? And I think there's an argument for yes. I think you can also look at like, there are a lot of moving parts to the Ocean Eleven heist, like, but it's much more clever of a heist than we saw in Heat or Point Break. <laughs> or, you know, and it's not necessarily like a knock to Rogue One to be like, it wasn't that clever. It was just what they had to do. Like, yeah. Had there were a lot of options. Do. Yeah, they yeah. had to go in and they had to get those plans. And those were the places they could get them. So that's how it goes. Um, so I like that you can like see the pieces. It took me a while to realize that the guy who got pulled out of the room, mm-hmm. I was like, that little piece of shit. He is with them. Uh, so I loved that. And yeah, this is this is a movie too. And I, I told you before we started recording, I've seen this a million times and I noticed a couple new things that yeah. are, like, are really nice touches in this movie. And I think that's that's where it's kind of special. And yeah. in terms of the heist itself, I think about how clean a getaway this was for them because Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven, the heist itself is very clever. But like we talked about when Rusty picks up Danny from prison at the end, Terry Benedict's goons are following him. And as we know from 12, they don't get away cleanly. It's kind of has an idea of who did this and they're able to get narked on like these guys, this, this crew seems to be free and clear. They sold something that doesn't exist on paper and Mm -hmm. uh, also put in motion probable charges against a war criminal. So that's great. They started, they, they stole from someone and they stole something that, the way, I mean, so the way they did it is the person that they were stealing from does not want attention on mm-hmm. the fact that these things were stolen. Um, so it's not about the diamonds. Like, 
yeah, that's what they got that made this worthwhile, quote unquote, for them. Um, but it was just the side effect of like that. Uh, Christopher Plummer is going to what's his actual name? Arthur Dale. Arthur I'm, Case. Now I'm like Case Arthur Dale. What is that from? Arthur. That might have been an X Files thing. If we're being honest, Cue the um, music. I'm so I'm so terrified of names now. <laughs> I so I, I'll I'll say this now. I was thinking about adding a the Wayne Grow Award for best name. <laughs> You made me look up everyone's name. Might might leave that. that might leave that up to the patrons to decide if we want to keep that. Keep that. We. Just, this is not a. Uh, this is not a. There's not a Wayne Grow in this group. Although I no. will say Willem Dafoe's name, Captain Darius, is sick. Captain Darius. Captain Darius. Um, yeah, I think the other part too that was extremely. You said 2006. Yes. Um, there was a lot in, in Spike Lee, it's Spike Lee, it's Spike Lee joint. Yes, um, Spike Lee there joint. was a lot that I think was factored in potentially. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to like put these ideas into his head or say them, but I thought the element of post nine 11 New mm-hmm. York was a very interesting layer to this movie, especially the Sikh That was one of the second, I think he was the second. Yes. Um, hostage that was released i felt horribly for that man on so many levels oh, yeah. and it was kind of this like you know and, and even all of the all of the hostages at the end the 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 final game plan like their way of like okay we got to go now this is how we're getting out this is our escape hatch like okay they're they're coming in so we got to go out um the treatment of the hostages coming out is such a unique experience and adds that layer of um getaway in the sense that a lot of them could be like we're the victims you just assaulted us and handcuffed us and put us on a bus and like you know all this thing that you're saying like where you're not gonna get maybe as much of the follow-up from the law side because they're like well i don't know what else to do like the yeah they're gonna they're gonna put out a case against us for for battery because we put them all on the ground outside the but at the same time i'm looking at the cops like you don't know who's who yeah you just shot every you just shot all these innocent people with rubber bullets yeah yeah and that so i'll tell you what that shit hurts i'm sure i'm sure (laughs) uh actually sorry i we did a training thing in the navy one summer that was um the beanbag ones and there was this little like trailer then it was like an um was for surface week i think it was so if you're on a ship and you had a handgun and you were you had to defend the i don't know what situation (laughs) in which this would apply to me ever but they let us try this thing and i'm telling you there was like a half inch sliver of my thigh that stuck out past the little like protector thing when i did my little look and they capped me right in the thigh with one of those bean bags oh my god i had the biggest bruise (laughs) so i'm all and like and i mean they said it they're gonna shoot him in the head with those things and knock them out yeah. and then they can kind of sift through and so i'm not even necessarily saying that the cops did it 100 wrong because how do you figure out now knowing there's only one reason that they dress everyone the same yeah right yeah i mean it's genius the beanbag is. thing is also one of my favorite sketches from jackass 2 when johnny knoxville takes one of those directly to the stomach oh my god god, god bless you, that man it was right above the only thing, the next most painful like projectile thing was a paintball, um, paintball that didn't break when it hit Ooh. you. 
<laughs> we <laughs> that hurt. I it was a rough couple days after that because uh, I had a couple of them. But um, but yeah, it was a uh, no, mm. and I got hit a lot. It's not not ideal. Can I really quick give you another tentative uh, nomination for this tentative Wayne Grow Best Name Award, Best Character Name yes. Award? So the the woman who is in the heist crew. Mm-hmm. At the end, I, she gives her name as Valerie Keepsake, and she is also played by a woman named Kim Director. Kim Detect Director. Director. I thought it was Kim Detective. Kim Detective. <laughs> I was like, I knew it was Kim something that was just like... Kim Director yeah. playing Valerie Keepsake. Has she been in anything else? She was gorgeous. A, a few, th- a couple things, but this is, this is it. This I is also like love peak. there's a whole plot line that's like, you might be a bad guy because your boobs are big. Yeah, uh, violate ordered something 36 34 double, double 34 D. double D. Yeah, you see, there's just you and one other woman that fit the physical description of the female suspect. What's that? That's your height, your age, and your um, your cup size. So I violated section 34 double D. That's what you're telling me. Uh, she was in, she called out, she was in some network TV out, yeah. last year. Oh. She was in an episode of Orange is the New Black called Fucks Giving. It's been a while since I saw oh. that show. Okay. Jeez. Um, so this for me is a Hall of Fame movie. This is one of my favorite heist movies. Very glad you picked it. Love this movie. What is this for you? Do Out of just curiosity, do we ever um, have to go back and like keep track of our Hall of Fame entries? No, we do not. Until, okay, until there's, there's no, like, someone, entry, yeah, until someone else entry. holds us accountable, I'm not. And I, I have probably... I was just curious, like... We're sitting on episode 299, and I would bet over half have been Hall of Fame for me because I am the Perfect. softest. Creator. Okay, good. Yeah, then I will, I will throw this in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I loved it. And more movies should start with Clive Owen just looking at the camera. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Hollywood, you listening? Yeah. <laughs> Love him. He had quite a stretch. Was this part of his like Children of Men stretch? Yes. Yeah. So this is when it's weird that like. It, I want to, I want to be like kind, but it's just weird that he wasn't bigger. I don't, yeah. but he was really big for a time. Like he was a huge deal. So he is in, um, so in 2002, he's, he's in the born identity, um, which you tell me when, and we're doing it. Love that movie. Yeah. Love he it. He was, um, he was one of the guys sent to kill him, right? He yes. was an assassin. Yes. And he's, yeah. he's the one who talks to him, but then, We've got, he does um, King Arthur and Closer, and he's the lead in King Arthur. He's in Sin City, which I, I like yeah. Sin City. But then in this year, he has Inside Man and Children of Men. The next year, he's in Shoot 'em Up and Elizabeth, the Golden Age. Um, and then it's like, I don't know. It just, it, there just should, should have been more. A lot of like five and a half to six point whatever rated movies. Yeah. What is this TV show, The Nick? I don't remember. Okay, this. so that, that episodes, was a big deal. I think that was on. 5? I think it was on Stars though, and so no one really saw it. So no one watched. He it. plays like a yeah, turn of the century surgeon, uh, who I think is hooked on oh. cocaine or something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, isn't that fun? Yeah. Um, Good for him. He won a Golden Globe for Closer in 2005, Best Supporting Actor. Dude, did you see that movie? I did not see that movie. Should I the see that movie? Wild. I. It's one of those, like, it's not necessarily something, it's one of those that you watch it and you're like, I don't know what 
to feel about this movie. The cast is incredible. Jude Law, Clive Owen. Um, I just saw her face, and now it's now it's gone. Natalie Portman, right? Um, yeah, Natalie Portman and um, Julia Roberts. Um, That's a heat. And yeah, and it's it's just it's heavy. It's dark. It's heavy. It's similar. Like, so it's. I think this is around the same time as. Oh gosh, what was that one called? This is great. Um, great audio content. Great audio medium here. Um, the one with Scarlett Johansson with the tennis. Is that that's not Wimbledon? Is it? No, Scarlett no, 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 no. That's like that's like a fun one. Um, <laughs> this one was Match Point. Did mm. you see Match Point? I did not see Match Point, but I'm familiar. Jonathan Reese Myers. Yeah. Our... So this was when? This was 2005. So yeah, that sounds about. When was Closer? Closer was 2005. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same. Okay. All of that, all of that dead air that you just listened to of me typing and going, hold on, it'll be worth it. You know, the thing with the thing and the person is to say both of those movies and the vibes of the actors, Clive Owen, Jude Law, Jonathan Reese Myers, it's one of those like dark. I don't even want to say romance thrillers, but like dark relationship thrillers, like that they're the in closer it's two couples and one of them meets the man meets the woman from one of the others. And it just like, things go very badly. And, but it's also like a movie where it's really good. Mm -hmm. You just don't feel good watching. it. (laughs) It's kind of like how I feel about euphoria. I think like watching euphoria on HBO, people are like, Oh, would you recommend it? I don't watch euphoria. And I'm like, honestly, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all that to say, Clive it's, Owen it's had the really juice. good. Clive Owen, yeah, had Clive Owen the had the juice. Man, I don't know. You're right. I don't know why he didn't. I mean, maybe he made stuff that he wanted to make, and he's yeah. happy with. I mean, I'm not here to probably judge Clive probably Owen's has a really nice house, but, and I feel good about that. Um, but he's fantastic. Let's run through some of the IMDb trivia. Mm-hmm. Speaking of someone who's fantastic, who we haven't talked about at all, Denzel Washington. Oh my god! The interrogation yes. scenes were mostly ad libbed. Shut up. Yeah. Can you imagine being that talented? Sitting... Absolutely not. <laughs> well, that. But say you're an actor, and because most of the people that he interrogated, I also actually really liked that um, aspect of the mm-hmm. the way Spike Lee chose to do it with the like flash forwards mm-hmm. and stuff was very cool. Um, but you're sitting in there, you're like relatively unknown. Cause I think most of the people he talked to were like, have not, they're not big names or people that we know from other things. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and just starts actually interrogating you. Cause that's literally what it is at that point. Yeah. If it's not lines you've rehearsed, he's literally interrogating you. <laughs> yeah. And him and, and she would tell edgy for have incredible oh, chemistry. Excellent. They're, yes. they're both amazing. Phenomenal. Chemistry. Um, His little, it, Denzel's little mustache is like the most perfect thing I've ever seen in my entire life. If I could, if I could so grow perfectly that, in this movie. would have it for this episode, but <laughs> I can't. I'm telling you, so like normally, like not, normally I'd be like, oh, what is he doing? What is this? It's perfect for this. The entire thing is perfect. Yeah, uh, Jodie Foster dubbed herself in the French version. Sick. Well, that's a flex. Yeah, flex. Jodie Foster is she is her in this movie she and in general. Looks fan. Fantastic in this movie, buddy. Yeah, Kyle's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like could get it. Yeah, Jodie Foster. She looks great. Jodie Foster. She folks. looks great. 
Uh, this, mm. The scene in which the boy shows Dalton the video game he is playing on his PSP was not in the original script. Director Spike Lee added it to make a comment on gangster rap's infatuation with violence. The game is not real, but was created by an animation house. Lee asked them to come up with an animation for the most violent game ever, which I think they succeeded. And I want to comment on that because it's a weirdly endearing scene to see this bank robber talking with this little boy. And, this scene was excellent. Incredible. And then him saying, I'm going to have a word with your dad about this game. Yes. And me yeah. as a father now, I'm like, you should. He shouldn't you be should. playing That's that. That's very inappropriate. Extremely. Put a grenade in that man's mouth. Yeah, it says me who is playing um, Grand Theft Auto 3 at like 10 I was years just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, ooh, I'm feeling very called out as someone who's like, where's Grand Theft Auto 6? Mm-hmm. Um. But it's an excellent, and he's just so, that kid was outstanding. Yeah. He was, he stole every scene he was in. Even when he was like, excuse me, mister, like, do you want to take my game, Game Boy or whatever thing that he was, my handheld gaming device, uh, when they were collecting all people's devices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's, <laughs> he's like, no, you can hold on to no, that. You can keep playing. You can keep it. Um, okay. <laughs> so here's a, here's a sliding doors moment for this movie. According to an interview with Spike Lee, Ron Howard was originally going to direct this film, but Russell Crowe showed him the script for Cinderella Man, and Howard went off to do that instead. This is an incredibly different movie if Ron Howard Mm -hmm. does it. I like Ron Howard movies. I actually love Cinderella Man, huge fan of Cinderella Man, but Spike Lee's got a different vibe, way different vibe. And this movie, the spike of it all, the fact that he is New York through and through, Yeah, this movie, I mean, is unrecognizable i think if, if ron howard directs this true agreeing with everything you just said yeah i i think they both made the right choice it's like too i don't want to say it's too whimsy if he does it mm-hmm. but like yeah oh for sure and <laughs> it he, needs the grit that it has he's much better he's much better with cinderella man and spike lee's much better with this so yeah good with that mm. um the main theme music was reused by Spike Lee in the Charlottesville sequence of Black Klansman. Have you seen Black really? Klansman? I have not. Black Klansman is fantastic. And I much did like not this know there movie, was a Charlottesville sequence. It, it, at the end, there's kind of a montage which shows the fun events in Charlottesville from a couple years ago. Find, pe- find people, both sides, that thing. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, our one real casting thing here. Rachel Nichols which I, I don't think that's Rachel Nichols of, of ESPN fame. Uh, Kate, Kate <laughs> Hudson, Rachel Lee Cook, and Jennifer Jason Lee were all offered the role of Madeline but turned it down. Marsha Cross was originally cast as Madeline but turned it down due to her commitment as Brie in the television series Desperate Housewives. I don't believe this. Jennifer Love Hewitt was offered the role of Madeline. Jennifer Connelly also auditioned for the role of Madeline but turned it down. Jennifer Con- Okay, of that list, the only first of all, how do you end up with like how do you, how does Jodie Foster fall to you for this? That's yeah. Like I, make that make sense. Uh, Jodie Foster is the best list, of all these people. Yeah, the only person on the list that I actually think could have handled the like I, is Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee is tough. Like she has that she has the ability. But like this was in that era where Jodie Foster started making one thing every two years. Like she's still like Jodie Foster has mm. not worked a lot for 20 years and she really yeah. picks and chooses what she's doing. It makes sense that she's in this because this is a movie starring other Oscar winners directed by a future Oscar winning director. Um, it's a, I mean, it's it, it like, it makes perfect sense that she's there and she's the perfect person for that role. Like we'll, we'll get it. I've, I've got, Quite a bit of Jodie Foster praise uh, yeah. r- ready for you guys. And then uh, last one, 
The Cartier diamond ring is the real thing. Movie barred it from Cartier for three days. Valued at $1.5 million. It's a lot. It's a lot for a piece of jewelry. That's the thing. I would never actually want to wear that. The stress. Oh, yeah. Like, like it'd be, it'd be, I'd be also though, but here's the thing. It should be criminal to have that thing in a safety deposit box. Like it's beautiful. It well, it should be criminal to the whole story about how he got <laughs> should it. Should be, should be criminal yes. for why he has it. Yes. Yes. That is also true, yes. but it's one of those, like, it's so beautiful, like to keep it <laughs> hidden or not worn because it's so expensive is also not great. You know, that just uh, applying for all jewelry, not. Yeah criminally uh, criminally appropriated acquired. ones from the holocaust yeah. yeah arthur case bad guy i think we yeah he kind of sucked yeah let's uh let's christopher plummer christopher plummer was outstanding angel christopher plummer angel yeah love him uh let's take a quick yes. ad break and then let's get back with what worked we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so three out, three things that work. Caroline, what's the the biggest reason that this movie clicked for you? Hmm. I think it's the intricacy of the plot. It's the all the stuff we kind of talked about, where it's it has levels, it has depth, it has things that you notice on rewatches. It has um, space for this cast is incredible. Amazing. Every time someone else would show up, I was like, "Damn, that's awesome." Um, cause even if you just had Chuatel and Denzel, 10 out of 10, no notes. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's a great cast. And then you throw in Clive Owen as the, you know, antagonist that they're going head to head with. You've got Jodie Foster and Christopher Plummer going back and forth in just, I thought those scenes with them were electric. Yeah. Um, Everyone you need to carry a lot of weight is not just a good actor. It's one of the greatest actors of the last 20 to 30 years. Like Christopher Plummer is an all-timer. Denzel might be the might be the best yeah, ever. Like incredible. has a claim. Clive Owen is great. Jodie Foster is an all-timer. Willem Dafoe is great. Well, and then yeah, they surround them with all these natural-feeling New Yorkers. It, it yes. feels so authentic. Yes. Willem, this is his, or for, I think, one of the more, I don't want to say composed, um he doesn't have any of those like wild moments. No, like we talked again reserved. before we started recording, we talked about green goblin and the first Spider-Man. 
where he's like, ah! yeah. <laughs> like, he's very like he has the moment where he, and he's like trying to exert authority early on. And then you get that great back and forth with Denzel where he's like, you're not going to tell me, you know, like, oh, that's me this time. So let me tell you how this is actually going to be type thing. Um, and he's just he's trying to get a hold of the situation. He actually seems to have a pretty level head like he's trying to figure stuff out. Um, and so, yeah, the cast mixed with what they tried to do could have been very it's a very complicated storyline. And then sometimes if you have that many great actors, I feel like it can drown out some of the other stuff that's going on, but no one, no one I thought tried to steal the spotlight. I thought then steal (laughs) heist month. Um, But I thought it was like a really good balance of like, just good acting, good story, great directing. Like it all just, fit together so seamlessly it was a very enjoyable watch yeah this is an evergreen comment on denzel but just cannot take my eyes off him when he's on this it's just he's so compelling and so this character it's amazing how famous he is and it's so easy to buy him as anyone he is in a movie it's 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 stunning how good he is. Same with Jodie Foster. Like she's, she's on fire. And then Clive going toe to toe with Jodie Foster and Denzel and is in command. He's really all four bank robbers in one. Like he is the heist crew. It's not like, yeah, you know, the rest of the yeah. crew is kind of just manual labor. Yeah. To being honest. It honestly, it honestly works. I, it's got, it had to have been a strategy to have the rest of the crew be a little more faceless. Like I know James Ramzone mm-hmm. has been in a couple things, but because it, it makes you, you're wondering the whole time. Okay. Who's actually in the crew. Like you're trying to figure it out. You're trying right. to, and like you've got, you've got Clive Owen and he's, he's great from the get go with that opening monologue mm-hmm. and stuff. And you're, you're constantly yep. trying to figure out, we talked about the, the strategy that spike used of interspersing with the, the flash forwards and stuff. So you're trying to, you realize that this didn't like break out normally. You also know everyone got out. And so you're wondering, you're not wondering exactly how this is going to end, but you're wondering like how we get to this point. Cause we, we have this idea. Yeah. Um, this is a consistent with all the spike Lee movies is that the score is amazing. Mm. The music is yeah. phenomenal. Like the sound just transit, you know, transitions between scenes and the way the music kind of can ramp up the intensity and things like that. And as the day goes, it's amazing. And I know I'm prone to hyperbole here, but I think I'm being, (laughs) you know, I think, I think I'm staying true to myself when I say that that opening song is probably the best song that has ever existed in the history of mankind. Chania Chania. It's an excellent, it's excellent by uh, AR, AR Rahman. As for the why, Beyond the obvious financial motivation, it's exceedingly simple. Because I can. Which leaves us only with the how. And therein, as the bard would tell us, lies the rub. Yeah, when that started, I was like, hell yes. Yes. Hell yes. Absolutely. Um, I very much enjoyed the use of that. Um, Slaps. Yeah, it's just... And the thing that I always think is so important when you have a score is the score to me needs to feel like another character, but not something where I'm constantly distracted by it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you never notice it, like, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think of, like, 
when I just, when, you know, not just because that was like two months ago now, but like Oppenheimer, I thought did an excellent job with like having the score was beautiful or we, you know, have done multiple Oh, who did Rogue One? We talked about that. You know, I had some complaints or issue, not complaints, mm-hmm. but where I thought they could have done things differently at a different time. But this was so perfectly woven through that it felt like another character in the movie. And that's my favorite type of score. Yeah. Inclusion, like the way that they, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just a spike masterclass because there's the score, there's what he does with some really cool shots. I think of the one after the fake hostage is is murdered and that shot of Denzel where it's just the steady cam thing and like he's just moving yeah. it's really cool there's the one of yep. when Clive is explaining to Jodie Foster the situ- the actual situation with Arthur Case and it's that shot of him and it's like everything around him is backing up but it's it's getting more square on him like just really really cool yeah. work this movie also is paced incredibly it's like yes. 2 hours and 5 minutes and it just it moves it gets right to it Really, we get our, you know, mm. the, the heist happens pretty quickly. Um, you know, we, we didn't talk about actually who are we in this heist movie. Clive is too calm to be me. I just, he's, he's so, he's so calm. And it's. I mean, I'm probably just, the, I'm probably just the lady. <laughs> <laughs> like digging holes, helping out, getting things done. Would you be, know. would you I mean, be Peter Hammond who really truly tries to die for someone does everything he can he, to die yeah. for someone else's money the <laughs> i texted you who i actually idiot. would be was like um so when they're like dragging him out doing the whole production of like oh, i'm not gonna wear my mask like all stuff and they're like pulling him out and he's like trying to grab everything along the way and he grabs one of the other quote hostages well she was a hostage he wasn't um and she's like oh get off me now i'm not going with you (laughs) i'd be the person that thinks i'm going to be super helpful and like strong in a hostage situation but instead i'm the one that's like get off no no everyone for themselves (laughs) (laughs) that probably would have been me more accurate yeah i feel like i'm one of the hostages and i don't say a word all day i'm just like fuck like i had something to do i just really don't want to die like everyone shut up like, well, what was the um, the security guard whose um, ringtone was <laughs> Gold Digger? No, that that was our guy Peter Peter Hammond. Who? Oh, uh, that's yeah, him. Oh, who, sorry. Who tr- really? I thought tried. you meant the one who got dragged through. Yeah, no, Peter. I don't know yeah, anyone. Peter name. Hammond got his ass beat because he tried to hide his cell phone. And yes. Clive rightly points out, like, is anyone anyone else in here think they're smarter than me? Like, what a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. Trying to die also, trying though, to die for his your, job. What a what a scam. Which of your bank coworkers do you have on speed dial? <laughs> <laughs> like if you had had to like look if he was looking through my flip phone in two thousand six, whatever, two thousand five, it he wouldn't have found my coworker in my speed dial that way. No. No. Um <laughs> That would have been funnier if he goes through all those phones. He's like, geez, Peter, <laughs> no one fucking everybody likes hates you. you. <laughs> no one likes Peter Hammond. <laughs> Not a single person here has your phone number. Oh, man. What a loser, that Peter Hammond. <laughs> um, you love a control room scene, and this had a control bus. It did have a whole control bus. Um, it doesn't have quite the same vibes because you can't get as many people like gathered around for a moment type thing, but... I did like the I like the control bus and I also love the the vests. I love a vest, you guys. Absolutely love a vest. And so when they're like, yo, can I get a vest? I was like, yes. Like no no. Yeah, you folks it's don't know like Caroline a, actually does our podcast in a bulletproof vest. I do all the time, yeah. Um it's like the uh 
the Keanu Reeves speed look. Love it. Looks real good. Like t-shirt, t-shirt, bulletproof vest. What do you have khakis on? Some sort of yeah. De- Denzel's got that like suit rocking. It's like a, his it's suits a, were. It's a little big, but it's very stylish. Yeah, his 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 outfit choices were very 2005. Yeah. Um, especially the one that he wore at the end when he dropped the, I, you know what? What a what a pal dropped the diamond in for him. Yeah. Clive um, is that a, Clive was, is a fucking real one. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> kind of like. Real, so here's <laughs> here's the thing. We did last week. We did robbers that are just bad guys and get progressively worse. Just do worse things. Yeah. Technically, like bad guy. Clive is a bad guy. He's not a fun sure. bad guy like Rusty Ryan or Danny Ocean. He is saying he is no. selling, he is doing this to get wealthy. He does. He breaks Peter Hammond's dumb fucking face open. Like he is, but yeah. he one doesn't, he's, he's doesn't got morals, yeah, though. Doesn't kill anybody. Steals no. something. Not even real guns. Yeah. Steal steals something guns. that doesn't exist. Hopefully kicks the kicks the can down the road to to get Arthur Case prosecuted for war crimes. Like Clyde's yeah. sneaky, better one of the better people in the movie. Yeah, I mean, and he he, he listens to uh, what Denzel is telling him about his relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, took, took serious- offers advice Lo- and then gives him gives him a diamond to like you know yeah. help the help the cause. Look at him with the money. Then money shouldn't matter. Clive the bank yeah. robber, romantic guy. I know he's helping with parental advice. He's looking out for the kid. Mm-hmm. He's he's a good deal. Listen. He's a good dude. Good dude. Swipe right. <laughs> Swipe right on Clive Owen, yeah. the bank robber. <laughs> we're, you know, we're we're going on a first date. We'll just we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it have to. Um, last last thing I want to mention is, like I said, I've seen this a, a hundred times, and I I catch new things every time. And I caught this. This is the first time I've caught this. Is that when we first meet Jodie Foster, she's showing mm-hmm. this penthouse apartment or whatever to a guy. To Mr. Ponytail? Yes. Mentioned something about his uncle. And he's like, I've never, you know, haven't seen him in years or whatever. And then at the oh, end, at she the tells on the case, has to go get uh, get help in Lyme's nephew, it. rent a co-op, and says, I'm using you as a reference. And I always thought that was kind of like a joke or she was just fucking with him. Yeah. No. That's who that's she was meeting in with in the beginning. Bin Laden's nephew. Can I trust that you will keep what you learned here today? confidential despite whatever you may think yes Arthur well I'd love to tell you what a monster you are but uh, I have to help Bin Laden's nephew buy a co-op on Park Avenue (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if that were true you wouldn't tell me we're listing you as a reference. Pony, I told you the ponytail gave me the creeps. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, and, and it also, I love that because it shows how her business works when she's like, yep, mm-hmm. using you as a reference. Like now he's basically in, he's in her pocket, just like the mayor's in yeah. her pocket, just like all these other people, I'm sure, in her pocket. Like she is, she's yeah. a beast. Yeah, she, um, I think Arthur Case is probably the, yeah, honestly, I think he's probably the worst guy in the movie. Although oh, yeah. I again do love Christopher Plummer and people grow over time, but you know some things you gotta. That sucks, my guy. That's gonna hang Everything over you. Everything you forever. have is built on that. Not great. Yeah. 
Uh, she might be the scariest person in this movie. Fucking horrifying. If that person ever right? shows up at your place of work, you're screwed. No. You want out. Yeah. No. She's terrifying and so calm about it. Mm-hmm. Every single time, even when things are going, when I thought she was screwed and stuff, and she's still like, yeah, we'll make this work. Yeah. We're, we're cool. Yeah. We'll leave three million for you offshore somewhere. We can... We can make this happen, my guy. Yeah, she like, she doesn't get all over it. She doesn't get phased. Um, no. Let's get into the strikeout or the worst or most head scratching aspect of this movie. I would like to talk oh. out how they don't <laughs> get caught. So okay. it does seem like a very clean getaway. The whole police force is like just bury this, which I feel doubtful about i'm sure arthur case is like really weighing this down of like oh you know it's fine i'm not concerned it's the bigger thing is it's coming from him at the top where it's like it doesn't appear they took anything yeah. i don't want people to think like da, da, da. yeah and really it's his selfish motive so i can kind of see if the powers that be like the big wigs are like but normally you'd think that, that would involve like a patsy you know mm-hmm. like we got to arrest one person yeah we we got um, this one guy so here's the, yeah. here's the two ways I think they definitely get caught one quicker than the other. The the first way, they mentioned that there were only two female hostages who fit the description of the suspect. If you're down yeah. to a 50-50 chance, and this is New York City police <laughs> post 9-11, Patriot Act is, is full go, you're just holding those women in jail until one of them breaks. It might not even be the right one. But you're you're not just saying, okay, one of you definitively we know was a bank robber, but we don't know exactly which one. So yeah. go home. We're not even going to follow you. We're not going to track your whereabouts. I think the other way, and we were talking about this before we recorded, they put Clive Owen in the small, the ingenious, you know, they move the <laughs> shelf up, and that's a week's worth of excrement sitting in there. Yeah, that's so there were my questions. So. One, I don't know the layout. It looked like they gave him about, what, three feet? Yeah. From the wall, yeah. somewhere in there. So how non-observant are the people that use that space every day? Because it looked like there were shelves on each side. So, like, I guess maybe if you're, you haven't been in the office for a couple of days, but I feel like I would walk in somewhere and be like, this feels weird. Feels weird. Also, feels weird. smells like But at the here. same time. At the same time, I don't know that I'm immediately going, there might be a man behind that wall. <laughs> uh, but my, so I guess you pointed out that she was digging the hole and you think that that was for restroom possibilities. Cause I was like, well, he can come out at night, like just go in the bathroom Got and you're the like, well, there's cameras. And I was like, okay, fine. So unless he's like also going in and like speed editing um, all of the security footage every night, which like maybe, I don't know. Um, or he just assumes like maybe no one will look, which seems like a bad idea. Uh, if you've done all this to like get away with this crime, um, but if there's a hole, and I didn't expect to talk about Clive Owen's poop on the podcast, but and he's pooping not in that space, and you have things like baby wipes, Febreze, Febreze, or you know any sort of spray, and like cologne or whatever just even an air freshener like i think you can stay a week i think that's like him not taking a shower for a week like 
that's not. I, I think one of the guys mentions it gonna that he's gonna. It. He probably smells bad. But like he is ripe. Uh, but it, imagine at some point they are gonna find that shelter, and they're gonna someone's gonna realize what happened, and then they're like, "Hey, there's a big bucket of poop in here. Like we we yeah. can just test that for DNA." Although I think I would assume. I, I don't know. I don't know how fencing stolen diamonds works or anything like that. I would assume that Clive Owen and Co. have bought their way to a country with no extradition very yeah. quickly. So they're, they're immediately out of there. just go post yourself up on a like mountaintop or a beach somewhere. Um, I don't. One of these days, no. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look that up. I was like, I'm just gonna look up which countries have extradition, but I'm not going to because I don't need to be on some watch no, list. Don't want that. I'm on already the on. <laughs> I'm already on a watch list. I think from back in the day when I came home, my dog Guinness had like scratched her nose and it was bleeding on the top, and she had like wiped it on the carpet in my apartment, <laughs> like in this beautiful star. She painted me a picture. <laughs> Um, and I Googled, how do you get blood out of carpet? Oh, yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're done. So Keith Morrison's going to visit me. <laughs> if anything ever happens, I'll be like, back in 2011. A dog, huh? I Googled, you know, we went back into a history and she, at one point, tried to figure out how to get blood out of carpet. Things got intense from there. <laughs> um but yeah so i'm already on a watch list i don't need to know which countries will extradite yeah. me yeah. um i would hope that i could go to like i don't know switzerland because that's my thing people are like oh, i'm gonna go sit on a beach for the rest of my life that is my nightmare yeah <laughs> i don't need to sweat for the rest <laughs> of my life and have frizzy hair like I, I don't and i understand that that's like the stereotypical place that people go to get away from the cops where they're just like oh let me go get a pina colada like i am more like let me go to Zurich <laughs> and I'll sit on a mountain so in a sweater in honor in a of shack. Heist Month. I am putting myself on a watch list and we are we're going to pick <laughs> what gonna... is our getaway extradition country. Countries without extradition treaties with the United States. All right, here okay. we go. China. Okay. Russia. Okay. Iran. Not a strong, Not a strong start. start. No. <laughs> uh, Afghanistan. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one I think is our first maybe. Belarus. I, I okay. don't really know anything about it, but it, it maybe. Uh, yeah. Is it is it Bar- Bahrain? Bahrain. Bahrain. Okay. Uh, I've been there. I still think Belarus. Uh, Cambodia. Okay. Again, a little, a little, little warm, warm for me. Uh, yeah. Cyprus. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. okay. Oh, th- okay. this might be our winner. Morocco. Ooh. Okay. I'm considering. It's a little hot. I'm consider- much like Arizona game, State. But... I'm considering Morocco. <laughs> uh, Bhutan. I'm gonna start rolling running through these. Uh, yeah. Cuba, my ancestral homeland. Okay. Vietnam. <laughs> okay. See again. This is what I'm talking about the heat and. Yeah. All these places. Uh, yeah. Saudi Arabia. That's a no for Kuwait, me. Kuwait. Bangladesh. Okay. Laos. Oman. Mongolia. Okay. Okay. Nepal. Oh, and, that's and Uzbekistan. That's it? That's, that's the it. list? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. 
Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me, wait. Go- let me, let me Google Cyprus real quick. Other countries such as Ecuador. Yeah, I, I think it's probably Cyprus and Morocco. Um, countries yeah, without extradition. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We've got some other ones. Countries that have extradition treaties with the United States, but which are known to often refuse extradition requests anyways. So we got new ones. Ooh. Ecuador. Bolivia, okay. Nicaragua. Oh, here we go. Iceland, Switzerland, Venezuela, Zimbabwe. Did you say Iceland? Yes. Done. Iceland and Switzerland are probably the two. You are running a risk that they could actually return you. Yeah. On the other hand, countries Cyprus, such as... Okay, Cyprus is where I thought it was, yeah. in the Eastern Mediterranean Sea. That's, yeah, that's yeah, not okay. a bad one. Uh, countries such yeah. as Spain and Yemen are known for returning fugitives even without an official extradition treaty. What a bunch of narcs. <laughs> They're like, get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, 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 get out. out. We, we don't want Absolutely you. Absolutely not. Yeah. We don't want you. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I would, I would, Cyprus sounds good. If I'm, if I'm and not And I feel like it would be it. easier. This is, this is very... I have absolutely no idea. Just talking out of my ass. I feel like it would be easier to fence diamonds in Cyprus than it would be in like Iceland. Oh yeah, I think I think so too. I just feel like there's like a shipping port there mm-hmm. that you're like, someone knows a guy yeah. that knows a guy that can help you. I feel like Morocco would probably be great to fence diamonds in. So here's the thing: Morocco's also on know, the Mediterranean Sea. I would be caught so fast, Kyle. Even if I came up with this great plan, and I'm. Um, Living in a bank for a week, hooping in a bucket, hooping in the bucket, hiding the sense. I get out. I evade Denzel Washington. And now I have a shit ton of diamonds. What the hell am I going to do with these? <laughs> how, how do I get rid of these? How do I turn these into the right amount of money? How do I, I, I know think how you're much the rabbi. How do I know I'm not getting screwed? You've got the rabbi, though. I think the rabbi is the guy for that. Someone else, so I guess he would do it. For, but that's when do you do it? Do you do it in New York before you leave? For they have to leave. They can't stay in New York. Like they've got to go somewhere. You take him to Adam Sandler's place from Uncut Gems. <laughs> you give him to him. Yes. I just would be so shit out of luck. I'd be like, I did it. <laughs> I've got now these diamonds. What? I'm just gonna. I'm, and then I live in poverty. I'm gonna put it in my soft drawer. Of diamonds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just a shit ton, like millions of dollars of the diamonds. And I'm like, well, I'm just gonna live in this shack. I don't. And I end up having a job anyway because I like waitress at some like coastal bar in Cyprus because I don't know what else to do because I didn't. I don't know how to cash in my diamonds. No, you're that, you're still writing content, and it's like <laughs> you start you start spiraling, and it's like. 15 things I would buy if I knew how to sell illegal diamonds. Also, my friend texted me while we were doing this, and she replied to, I sent them the link to the Hallmark quiz, and she's like, this is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my fault. It was really hard. If you did figure out how to finance, how to sell the diamonds, you could finance a Hallmark movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) You could finance one with probably like a quarter of a corner of one of those things. That's That's my guess. They were some fat diamonds. I, they were I don't know a ton about diamonds, but they seemed yeah. seemed like they made off with quite the hull. Yeah, yeah. way more than the, <laughs> the Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven guys. guys. Yeah, a- absolutely. Did all that for <laughs> forty five bucks. <laughs> uh, did you have anything for three down? Anything that didn't work? Um, I think part of it was just like the, um, like not noticing. Like, how did they not notice that there was a man back there for a week? Yeah, because I think they just put up like cardboard painted like yeah, to cover pa- painted it yeah. it's like i think it might be like some pre-cut drywall or something i don't really know yeah 
Um, impressive either carpentry. way, probably. Yeah, and it's impressive um, that he probably stayed so quiet for a week. Mm-hmm. Like, well, here's a question. What would you do in a wall for a week? Do you think he had probably had books and stuff back there? Probably right? hasn't probably knocked out a lot. Like, he, I've been saving up all these books for my heist. <laughs> it's like vacation they're like what is that vacation bag books. he's like who's my heist bag <laughs> my heist books uh probably might have taken that kid's psp <laughs> also just true. beat that game do you think they put him in a corner that had like a wall plug <laughs> oh i didn't do think you, like, about that charge well he's got he's, yeah things. he's got those lights back there um so yeah the thing he wouldn't have a phone what if he's no. got like a portable dvd player and he's got like seasons of the Sopranos or something like that. <laughs> just like just... one of those. You were someone with all of the like in sync reunion tour discussion stuff. And there's like all these TikToks of women my age that will throw down one of those big CD binders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> like the really loud zipper and open that thing up. And he's just got like seasons of TV in there. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to watch today? He's probably watching like, Why is the X-Files. So heavy? You know what? He could back there watching the the X Files, the West Wing, just getting Mm -hmm. getting all the good stuff in. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk best scene. Is there a yeah? This this was a very difficult best scene for me. Everything's very quick. Yeah. Um. Is there one on first watch? Is there something because like in first watch, I I I feel like a couple things are very vibrant. Like, is there one that sticks out? There's a few that I like. I like the um, Jodie Foster, Clive Owen scene. Yes. I like the Jody, the second Jodie Foster, um, Arthur Casey. I wrote down every single scene with Jodie Foster. Yeah. He was out on fire. So with Plummer, the one with the mayor, which ends with him saying, you're a magnificent cunt. And she says, thank you. You just have to call in a few markers. That's all. I may have to give out a few. Then that's exactly what you'll do. You're a magnificent cunt. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I did love the like, oh, so I love going to your event. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, <laughs> love it. No notes. Um, I also like the reveal scene. I always like, I think in a heist movie or a one that has any sort of mystery when you actually like figure out what's going on mm-hmm. is a is a great moment. Um, like you said, this, I don't know if this counts like a full scene or whatever. I guess it is. The Clive Owen and the kid was one that stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know what one I really love everything with the divorced couple about the Albanian speaking. Oh my when God. Yes. That guy feels like a real construction. I never said I speak Albanian. <laughs> yeah. They honestly, the work that they do and that this, I think you're absolutely right. This is like a very spikely, benefit like or the authenticity of the new york setting yes. was off the charts yes so him being like anyone know because anyone recognize this which i thought was such a great idea such a great because mm-hmm. i also loved when the first cop who uh, it just in general i thought the cops get like a, a c minus on their like situational awareness and execution on this um, but the first guy that was just like walking along and it's like, oh, there's smoke, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, everyone turn around and you like see the people that look annoyed, like, I got to go to work. Like, <laughs> this is the way I walk to work. Um, that was my New York accent. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, but that's he was because you're right. He was like, yeah, I know that. I know what it is. And he gets in. He, Am I arrested? <laughs> Am I under arrest? And they're like, no, what? 
Um, and then they're like, you you don't know what they're saying? He's like, no. No, I never said I speak my ex-wife used My ex-wife used to, like, his, her family. The, the and caller. she shows up with that gift bag of, <laughs> the gift bag of, of tickets. And it's like, are you going to fix that? I have the Elena Maria over here. Miritia. Oh, I know. Hello. How you doing? What's this? Parking tickets. You can fix them? I'll see what I can do. Can you listen to this and tell us what they're saying? No, you can't smoke in here. Shit, go ahead. <laughs> smokes, smokes in the van, and they're like, "You can't smoke yes. in here." And she just like lights up, anyways. She's yes. gr- she's great. Like she's she's yes. awesome. Just uh, her name is Florina Petku. Just a she was a one scene one scene wonder. Um, he also. When they're in, when the construction worker comes in and they tell him, all right, just sit over there after he's called her, he goes, oh man, not again. Like again, what is this? Is this not the first time you've been in a police van during a robbery? It's very, very interesting. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think there's definitely Denzel, Denzel talking to Clive. Yeah. Owen. When Denzel visits the bank, that's really good. I mean, the end of the hostage situation, kind of that chaos, like the cops lighting yeah. up the civilians, um, you know, you get the, I think actually the score when they enter the bank and they start, mm-hmm. they start uncovering the robbery, you know, they find the fake guns, they find the fake blood in the bathroom. They realize they didn't steal anything. That is, that is yeah. great. Cause it's tense. It's so, cause like you think from their, their perspective, like they're like, what is, you know, is this booby trap? Like yeah. what is going on? It's like very they're very confused. And she would tell is just loving this shit. I think you texted me when you were watching it. The man has a ton of enthusiasm. This movie, he's bringing yeah. all the, all the laughter, he's all great. the smiles. He's wonderful. I was very, I what I texted you, I think I was very concerned. He was not going to make it through. And that's something that I actually really like about this movie too, is that we didn't have one of those, like, uh, who was the guy? Don't make me remember names from heat again. Chirito. Um, <laughs> no one grabbed yeah. a child as a, as a human shield. <laughs> No, but I mean, no one. So the cop that like Al Pacino's buddy, that was what's his name from Silence oh, of the Ted Lambs. Levine. Um, yeah. yeah, Ted Levine gets killed. You know, like there was no scene where it's like my partner, uh, which is great. I'm not complaining because I was very concerned that when they got this case that um, <laughs> that he was a little too excited and amped to be handed this case. And I was like, this is not bode well for my guy. No. Like, dude's going to take around. And it's not going to be good because he's this. It felt very much like the like four more weeks and I was out, man. Four more weeks. Yeah. The only one who comes <laughs> out of this it, physically so. worse is, uh, again, dumb shit Peter Hammond, who yeah. tried to hide his cell phone. To do what? To? I don't know. Like, the cops are already hero. out there. You're an idiot. He just Peter. wanted to listen to his ringtone on repeat. <laughs> I will say that is the most accurate thing ever because, like, that time frame. Remember when you could get ringback tones? Yeah. What a scam. Like what? A, what a scam! Yes. They had us paying for fifteen-second clips of music, and everyone yes. just had their phone on vibrate anyway. I remember I did. That's what's so funny to me is that we were like, "I gotta get a cool ringtone." I got it, and now I'm like, if my phone makes noise, I'm like, "What? Yeah, what do you need? The hell is happening?" You, my first phone could only do tones, couldn't do like, and and I had tone ringtones, like songs. But there were tones. And I remember yeah. I would download them. Yeah. I, I would download like music, like Changi's Right Thur on my phone. Oh, yes. I mean, song. All song in slash. 8-bit. Yeah. Just yeah. so, so dumb. 
So dumb. Well, there was a guy that I interviewed. Um, I was early on in my like writing cruise. This is probably like 2010 or 11. And his name was Chris Bocklet. Super nice guy. And I called him to do this interview. He was on the UVA lacrosse team. And his ringback tone was that Desiree, you gotta be, which was oh. like perfect for like anyone who knows Chris knows that this is like the perfect ringtone because he's just like that kind of quirky, funny guy. Where he's, it's one of those like you know they're all sitting around like what's the funniest possible thing I can choose as a ringback tone? So I call him. And I'm waiting for him to answer, and I'm nervous. I haven't done a ton of interviews. Like you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. It was like the best thing I've ever. Heard. It was interviewing advice. <laughs> ringback tones better than ringtones. Yes. Better than ringtones. Yes. Um, back to best scene. I think I'm I think I am going with can I just pick all of Jodie Foster? Just everything she yeah, does is so good. Every single one. I, I think the one with Clive is the best. Yes. Cause they just let her like first of all, again, I'm lots of questions about the police work in this movie. Yes. But they just let her like walk into an active scene where they don't really know what's Completely happening. Normal. None of them have been yeah. in and they're like, give her a vest, send her in to talk to the main guy. It'll be fine. Um, and I thought, yeah, that, that might be my, I think that might be my favorite scene too. Yeah. It's when she goes in to talk to him. It's so good. Um, best yeah. quote. Is there anything that's, that stood out to you? Not this to me. Isn't really like a big quote movie. Is that it's not, I have two, uh, she would tell at the end after they, I think they go meet with Arthur Case and he just lets it, you know, Denzel lets him know that, uh, you know, he's coming for him essentially. And yeah. she would tell says, let me see your shoe because I've never seen anyone stick their foot that far up someone's ass. Yes. And then that was a good, when Clive is, <laughs> is pulling the, uh, is pulling the everyone now stripped down, get buck naked. Um, and the woman refuses to, to take the older woman refuses to take off her clothes and Clive yeah. walks up and said, lady, believe me, this is the only situation I'd ask you to do this. <laughs> He's, I mean, that's when he should have been like, we have something else. Yeah. Here we you have go. something like, nice. Yeah. No one's going to think you're a bank robber. We actually, we actually have something nice for you. Um, yeah, we're not too worried. About his monologue at the beginning too, like the who, what, where, the how, that, yeah. that thing is is cool. Um, let's let's take a quick ad break. Our second ad break again. You can get ad free episodes on the Patreon, and then we'll get back with most athletic moment. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Okay, most athletic moment. This is a very static movie. Not a lot of Yes. Living in a cell in a tiny cell for a week isn't that's like Bear Grylls style athleticism, just incredible yeah. endurance. I wanna say the acting job of the guy being dragged out of the room. Yeah, that's incredible he really sells that he does. like he you know i think it's he does the he grips onto the like filing cabinet he knocks over that pile of books he grabs that lady's leg um i think that took a little bit of skill i think so too i just realized i think if i was clive owen and i was staring in a week in that cell i would have told myself like man i'm gonna be in there i'm gonna be eating kind of minimally like i'm gonna get fucking jacked like i'm gonna do a ton of i'm gonna do push ton of push-ups and sit-ups and, sit and <laughs> they i would get back in the suv and they'd be like did you did you gain weight in a, in a tiny cell eating like nothing, but how many of those protein bars did you eat? <laughs> it's like, it's like mean girls. They give you the ones that are like bulking. <laughs> Calteen bars. Um, yeah, you're right. It was, it was a very static movie. That's a good yeah, way to put Not it. a lot of, not a lot of, a lot of athleticism in this heist. Um, okay. Lenny Harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character. It has to be Jodie Foster, doesn't so it? So is she in it too much? She has a bunch of scenes. I don't know. She is, if we're talking, so let, let's work Let's work down. Let's eliminate people. Let's work out? Let's work out, yeah. So d- like like we have our heist board, our suspects. Denzel, yeah. in it too much. Clive, yeah. in it too much. Yes. Chiwetel. In it too in much. In it too much. So if Chiwetel is in it too much... Jodie Foster might be in it too much for the sake of this award. And I think Willem Dafoe's in it too much. I almost think that's Christopher Plummer. So it's Christopher Plummer, I think, or it's two kind of one scene wonders, the Albanian ex-wife who is a one scene wonder. (laughs) And then the mega New York woman, this guy, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Or the construction worker with the Albanian ex-wife. Those were all good. The kid was good too. It was good. I, I think it, I think you're right though. I think it is Christopher Plummer. Like he yeah. is. Uh, he is, he's just. Yeah. He has that gravitas. Yes, but really everyone, that. every everyone who is interviewed in in their interrogations and stuff is very good, and they're going toe to toe with Denzel. It's especially considering that it was improv. But yeah, so Christopher Plummer is so interesting because you expect him to be good. You don't you don't expect this out of him. He's this kind, gentle old man. He comes in and acts a little confused in the police van. Like, how can I help? I just I'll just sit right here. When really yeah, he's they're like, no, really sir, he's you need a to fucking snake who's trying to find out if yeah. they're getting his you know getting the information on his blood money. So well, and I knew right away too. Because well, yeah, why do you keep that anyway? But that's fine. Um, I knew right away. I texted you because I was like, "Oh, this guy's shady. shady. He's got some shady in there." Because he got real nervous when she said what bank it was, yeah. what which branch. Yeah, got real nervous. With that, we go to the category defend the villain. Our villain is actually Arthur Case, who I would say is undefend <laughs> indefendable. I think that's yeah. That's, he went yeah. reverse Oscar Schindler and was a war profiteer and one of the biggest atrocities. Of yeah, the past war of profiteers ever. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, our criminal, our, our heist guy, I think we actually did a very good job of defending. Like he's in the right. These diamonds don't belong. Certainly don't belong to Arthur case. Good for him. Yeah. Rabbi's getting some rabbi's probably going to dish that out. 
uh, for, for yeah. some reparations, and he led to the likely arrest of a, a known war criminal, so that's good. Yeah, done. L- Easy. Love that. Okay, the Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. So this one is easy and more challenging than I thought it was going to be at the same time because it's Clive Owen. Like it might just be Jodie Foster's legs. Like she looks great <laughs> in that miniskirt. Jodie Foster just looks fantastic. There's the styling in oh. her hair. Yeah. Her hair looks fantastic. They they absolutely made her into like sexy, scary power broker, like perfectly no what no. is your she favorite jodie foster movie like what is your favorite jodie foster movie or role like do you have this is what Pro- I, think I mean of? probably science of the lambs yeah she clarice starling is a uva grad so i have like you know obsessed with i her. love the movie Duh. maverick with her Duh. oh me too oh wait no <laughs> <laughs> so maverick is her and mel gibson and james garner uh, it's based on a TV show, but it's a comedy set in like the 1880s or something. He's a poker player. It's actually a sports movie. Um, for as problematic as Mel Gibson is, Mel Gibson had the juice, man. And at that time, he yeah. had the juice. Jodie Foster had the juice. I love Maverick. If you're a patron, make sure to hit me up if you want Maverick covered because that movie, that movie rips. I don't remember Contact that much, but I remember liking that. Um. And then Panic Room, it's David Fincher. Yeah. You know what she also did? An episode of The X-Files. Of, of course. Of course. She was the voice of a talking um, tattoo. Oh. Okay. So there you good, go. Good for Jody. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, uh, can I say something some potentially controversial? Yeah. Um, if she doesn't do Silence of the Lambs, is her career extraordinarily different or her, the way that we regard her career? I don't know that she has a bunch of bangers. No, I, I, I don't think, I mean, I, I think without silence of the lambs, it's she's regarded. And that's much super unfa- I Sorry. That is like the worst. This is the, I just did the thing that I absolutely hate that people do about like UVA basketball. I was like, well, Tony Bennett's not that good of a coach. If you take away the championship, like you can't be like, if you take away the best thing that they did, like they're, they're going to be looked at a lot more differently. She's got a championship in the rafters. Yeah. And so that's, she is incredible in mm-hmm. that. And she's an incredible actress. I just think that her, She's also she's she's incredible as a as, as a child actress, which is important. She's yeah. incredible in Taxi Driver. I believe she got yep. nominated for The Accused too. So I think I think yeah. she's an Oscar winner and a multi-time nominee. I think that was me. I think here's the thing. She's older than I thought. Like in the in the way that I think of Jodie Foster is I think that she's right now like 60 mm-hmm. and she was doing a ton of stuff in like the mid seventies. And so there hasn't been a lot of like, I remember this movie. I mean, again, I didn't see this movie, but I remember flight plan, which wasn't one that people were no. like super excited about. Like, so after see, after silence of the lambs, I think a lot of her stuff was kind of like, oh, you know, she's taking some stuff here and there, but again, she's outstanding. This is not at all like a, Jodie Foster's overrated or whatever. It's just, I, the, the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah. She, I don't know. Like when you look after, she's been nominated for four Oscars. So that's, 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 that's pretty good. So, yeah. uh, best supporting actress, uh, nomination for a taxi driver, 
uh, best actress in a leading role. The okay, so she she's actually won two Oscars. She won for The Accused, and then she won for, she won, won for, for Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. So that's two. She got two titles. That's pretty yeah. good. Well, and that, again, that's like I don't want to. I just would have thought or in my mind i thought she had maybe that's more in in my mind i thought she had been in more bangers post silence of the yeah. lambs yeah yeah well and that's the thing she really like she probably could have she just really she didn't work as much as as some yeah. other people but she like i think this is her best movie since silence of the lambs i would yes. say and she's she's awesome i never saw panic room Panic Room is again. I liked anxiety. Contact. I liked Contact because Panic Room is Fincher. Um. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, she was in some stuff. Like, what is the Beaver? I do not. I. I never saw Elysium either. I'm unfamiliar with the Beaver. Wow that could that could be that could be <laughs> that could be cut. <laughs> uh, circle it all the way back around, Clive Owen. Also very hot in this movie. She would tell Edgy for yes. very handsome. That's what I was gonna say. And look, I'm telling you, like Denzel Washington, Denzel, yeah. also good yeah. looking. This is also, I think, the and this ties into again not getting like Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is handsome in this movie. He's he. It's all very contained and like there's there's no out in the street and like there were bodies ever. Whatever it is from like. um you know what I'm talking about <laughs> the movie where everyone had the posters on their wall, the men, the boys in college. Um, don't make me think of this one. And it's got the guy from Norman oh, Reedus. Oh, Boondock Saints. Yes. yes. That That's the best <laughs> way to describe one. that movie is every college guy had their poster, <laughs> had the poster of Boondock Saints on the wall. What is he? Where he's in the street? Yeah, he's, he's like, just, there were bodies everywhere, yeah. or whatever it was, and he's like doing the whole thing. Like, we don't get that Willem Dafoe, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. I think he was great in this. Um, and so, yeah, it was. Uh, um, but yeah, it's. I'm telling you, like I said, Clive Owen just talking to the camera should open a lot more movies. I don't know what Hollywood was doing. I agree. But. I agree. Uh, drinking game, post game beers. Every time someone's told to put their mask back on, take a sip. <laughs> Every time Denzel Washington makes a a sound with his mouth, like or or <laughs> like whoa, like every time he, he every yeah, time he makes go back audio, and watch it again now. Yeah, he's do, he's doing it doing a lot of stuff, a lot of noise, a lot, lot of, of things. Oh man! Um, every cool. time you hear a thick New York accent, take a sip. Yeah, F- finish your drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Best time. Worst time. I think Clive Owen is the best time. I think he has the best time. I think he has a phenomenal time. This went perfectly to plan. Love That's it when exactly a plan how comes we wanted together. this to go. Yeah. yeah. Best time. Um. Uh, I think the other the time. other bank robbers probably had a good time too. Like they they yeah. feel pretty good about it. I think um. In the grand scheme of things, I think Denzel Washington has a pretty good time. I think so too. Like, I think he has a he stressful figures it time. Out. Yeah, but things yeah, work he out. He thought he got him. some people killed. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. But he didn't. That was so probably that's a good. Stressful hour right there. Yeah. Um. He didn't get anyone killed. He got that that one hundred forty thousand was found, so mm-hmm. his name was cleared. Um. He got himself a diamond for his lady. He did. His lady was wearing something extremely skimpy when he got home. So good yeah. for him. After yeah. like he hadn't been home in like 48 hours or something. I was so. going to ask. It was like one, like just one real long day. Yeah. Um, seems like it. 
but yeah i think he had a pretty good time um i think christopher Plummer had the worst time terrible time uh he he started the day as probably a billionaire um very respected in the city Mm -hmm. he ends the movie likely looking at he's he's going to be prosecuted for war crimes or at least at least there's going to be some some noise drummed up that he is a war a war profiteer off there are some uh, bad stories in the new york times coming his way yes yes um all the hostages terrible time except for the kid kim kid seemed pretty cool with it Kid had a pretty good time yeah that's that's one he's gonna remember (laughs) forever kid wants to be a um bank robber now i think yeah uh the people who work in the storage unit or the storage shed of that bank have a bad time because they're like <laughs> for at least two months they're gonna be like it smells like shit in there and i it i keep awful what, in here. I, I ever I, since the bank heist i i've told the janitor and he says there's nothing he can do about it. i don't understand it just I smells like poop in there i swear to god it smells like someone's <laughs> using the bathroom Go in there, in there walk out stay out of here for a few minutes and then walk in and tell me it doesn't smell like poop tell me uh, jason also, is not a guy who would take a dump in a, in a storage closet to be funny tell me he's not that guy tell me it's not jason um i also love that he like came out during the day which feels very bold yeah like what is it like just like janice is in there making copies and she's like jason's in there shitting in the in the storage <laughs> And it's just like a. I you don't, don't tell. tell. You yeah, don't tell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just my lips are sealed, pal. This is between us. <laughs> just two fellas pooping in pooping in a closet. Pooping in the closet. Oh man. Oh man. Um. Okay. The Keith Morrison Dateline episode from this movie. Does Does Dateline do they usually do bank robberies? Any, they don't any, usually, any unless heist? there's. Mm, I don't think I've come across a heist one. Not those aren't as usual. Um, and since there was no murder, uh, murder, war, war profiteering. Yeah, those aren't really like as much. It's more the like you know. Um, trying to think of a couple of the good ones I've listened. To. A lot of it's just like, oh, someone got killed, and shocker, it was their spouse. <laughs> like <laughs> every time you're like, and it's the spouse. Oh, the spouse. And it's the spouse. <laughs> They're like, oh, it doesn't look like it's. Oh no, it's the spouse. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. They wait, paid that person to do it. <laughs> it's it's the neighbor, really? No, it's the spouse. Yeah, no, it's the spouse. We thought it was the neighbor for a hot second, but it turns out they were having an affair with the spouse, oh, and it was the spouse. It's the spouse. <laughs> but this would be like um, uh, things didn't. They weren't as they seemed when detective showed up on for a case at a bank. What he thought was a straightforward robbery turned into a story of deception, lies, and war profiteering. Stay tuned tonight on Dateline for the details. Um, they thought it was, it was just—it's a—it's a—it t- is a tough a one. normal storage lies. closet, but it's yeah. actually a cavern. <laughs> that is actually the story poop. that would end up being like because it would be like Patricia had worked at the bank for just a few weeks, thinking she had gotten away from her stalker. But then odd things started happening at the bank. Felt like she was being watched. What police found behind the wall of the storage room would terrify you tonight on Dateline. On Dateline. <laughs> on Dateline. Tonight on Dateline. Very that good. and more on Dateline. Oh. Oh. oh that's terrifying. <laughs> How did that make you feel? <laughs> that's I, every time I see that. Um, uh, 
<laughs> Bill Hader. So tired his name. Yes. And he, so he when he's talking to Keith Morrison, it's just the best content. It's and so he's wholesome. like, oh, you, you got shot in the face. What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> uh, roster moves. Oh, man. Who's there? Um, she would tell kind of has airbud tendencies. He's just he ha- he's does, giddy. Yeah. He's happy to be there. What if it was Jodie Foster? <laughs> <laughs> they send Airbud in a vest to talk to Clive Owen, and Clive Owen like gets down on his level, and he's like, "Well," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." Um, Airbud talking about we'll have three million dollars waiting for you, Willem Dafoe. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that oh so that's great because that means the first time we see Airbud, he's smoking a cigarette and. And Denzel's and like, we met, Denzel. we met at that hospital thing when I was training. And he just goes, yeah, Airbud just barks. Yeah, that was a real shame. <laughs> I mean, Airbud as um, Clive is really good because he's just yeah. he's just barking like everyone get on the fucking ground. <laughs> um, and no one really dies in this one. So the, the options are limitless. Yeah. You, the only person you can't make him is Arthur Case because that would be bad. Yeah, I mean, no, Airbud is Denzel. No. Like if detective Airbud is coming to solve <laughs> solve this case that would be incredible Airbud's the kid it's just like i'm gonna talk to your dad about these videos you're watching Airbud. <laughs> Airbud has been laden's nephew it turns out bin laden's nephew is Airbud. it's just a dog <laughs> I, I have to i have to help Airbud get a co-op and co-op in a new york city high-rise and he's got this little like creepy ponytail <laughs> It's uh, just like that black, a black wig with a ponytail, like that guy had. Yeah, he could really be anyone. Yes, the, it's wide open. Yeah, uh, the big chill. We haven't really we we had this with Rogue One. Um, kind of had it with Heat. I kind of think like when he comes out of the wall, like, mm-hmm. and you kind of see how it all happens. Like that's probably as close to the big chills I get. Yeah, big time, big time. Well, but that's a, that's about it. Um, yeah. Last category, prequel, uh, before more store, prequel, sequel, or remake. Did I see that they did a remake? Uh, so there's a there's a Netflix TV show called Inside Man, I think, or like, um, it's it's a series. I think it's on Netflix with Stanley Tucci and David Tennant, but I I don't think it's about. I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, uh, a prisoner on death row in the U.S. and a woman trapped in a cellar under an English vicarage cross paths in an unexpected way. That's oh, I'm looking at the thing that has Emil Hirsch and Jake Cannavale. Oh no! Oh no! Did they do one with Emil? They did a remake with Emil Hirsch. No, I don't think it is though. Based on true events, a disgraced police detective seeking redemption by going undercover to expose a violent crime syndicate. So no, no. it's not quite the same. Yeah, thing. the um, the name, name Inside Man works with a lot of things. Yeah, like it, it does. Yeah, this one yeah. is kind of. I don't think you remake it. I I think it's kind of preserved in amber. I think it's yeah. I think it's good. Um, I I would like to see what Clive Owen does with all that diamond money. That's a mm-hmm. Clive Owen living in Cyprus. <laughs> living in Morocco. Yeah, probably getting bored. I. This is the kind of thing with all these people as we wind down Heist Month is there's I don't think there's any of these people who do one job and that's it. I feel like mm. you can't. 
You think you have all the diamonds and you're still getting the itch to like go yeah. steal something from someone? Yeah, I feel like you can't you can't go back to normal after that. Like you can't just you well, can't just do nothing. Obviously, Rogue One doesn't apply in this situation. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Shout out J- to our homies. Jin had her great date and then <laughs> yeah got ruined. Of course, just when I meet the nice guy, um, this nice man who did kill for- my dad unbelievable uh triple frontier is the same you know like not not as rogue one but i mean like they have the coordinates netflix make me a sequel triple frontier is i'm i'd be so in on a sequel i mean it was was so expensive i guarantee they won't but i'm about to start tweeting at them every day triple frontier sequel would be so sick just kidding i'm gonna do it on blue sky since elon's gonna make us pay for yeah follow yeah follow us on blue sky by the way i have blue sky (laughs) you have blue sky Um, yeah blue ski the vibes are good on blue sky i forget to open it yeah that's the thing i i I open it like once a week uh ryan is very active on blue sky is he yeah ryan's doing a lot of a lot of blue skying the the skies are crystal clear for him skies are open yeah i haven't uh yeah, I haven't opened Blue Sky in a while, but Caroline, we that's a, that's a wrap on, on Heist Month. We have stolen all the things. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm glad Heist we did this. I feel good about doing another Heist Month at some mm-hmm. point. Um, we have a great theme month coming in November, which you and I will announce at a later date. So excited! Next week is episode 300 of Big I'm Screen so Sports. Excited for you! I have no we idea. Do Anaconda. Oh I'm my sorry. god. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. Just I have no idea what what I want to do for three hundred. Um, but we'll figure that out. Next month should be good. We've got Alien and Aliens back to back. Yes. So that's good. That's going to be fun. Yes. Patrons are picking two movies, so those are going to be good. And then we'll have episode three hundred. So Caroline, uh, where can the yep. folks follow you? You can buy me at CW Darney on Twitter. And I think it's the same blue sky, uh, same on threads and Instagram. I, and all I of the deleted things. threads yesterday. I just had a Did bunch you? of notification. I'm like, this app sucks. It's just not it. They <laughs> threads. Couldn't if threads was ready they to had go, a chance, had a chance, had they that had one chance. day. And after that, all you had to do was put the shit in order. Yes. Put the shit. All, all we needed was a, was a chronological timeline, a way to just you content. Follow. Yeah. That's literally all we want, you guys, is a chronological timeline of just the people we follow and the ability to use gifts. It is literally the reminder that Mark Zuckerberg did not want to run one of the most powerful companies in the world. He did not want to do all these things. He was he is not like this unbelievable, all-knowing genius. He is just a dude who wanted chicks to like him at Harvard and came out with a good idea. That's all he is. All we want is a place to watch sports together. Yes. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can find me there on all those sad apps uh, or over at For the Win with all the content. All or the For content. the Water Cooler. Each Wednesday, uh, new episodes will drop. And uh, 
they're super fun. You should listen. We enjoy doing them. So I hope everyone enjoys listening to them. Absolutely should. Uh, if you enjoyed Heist Month, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe, rate, review, all the things. If you want to support the show, if you want to help keep this going, patreon.com slash big screen sports. If you're a patron, you get you know, you get schedule updates, you get to pick multiple movies each month. You get to participate in our live watches when they happen. We are planning on doing more. Uh, you know, potentially one in November. So you get tuned in for that. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm, presented by Baseball America. New episode drops tomorrow with uh, I'm not sure who yet, but somebody is certainly going to be on it. Somebody is going to be talking to me there. So we'll figure that out at a later date. But uh, for Big Screen Sports, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.